Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we will be talking about the Tennessee Titans and more specifically, the Tennessee Titans defense. And joining me on this episode is a man that is no stranger to playing great defensive football. A lot of Titans fans still to this day talk to me about this incredible football player that I am on with and I had the pleasure of talking to. That would be Mr. Keith Bullock. What's going on, man? Chilling, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The pleasure is definitely all mine. But, uh, you know, of course, we're going to get into the Tennessee Titans, talk a little bit of defense, and, you know, a little bit of the changes that are going on there as well as the mainstays that are there. But we're going to get into that, of course, after we get into the Get It Off Your Chest segment. Now, for those that aren't aware, how we open the show every show, we talk about something that is on my mind, whether it be good, bad, indifferent, whatever. And it could be in sports, out of sports, could be NBA, NFL, whatever. But on this episode, it's definitely going to be the NFL. And it's going to talk about the New York football Jets. Now, a lot of people are talking about the Jets because Aaron Rodgers go, going there and they only needed a quarterback last year and things like that. Well, because of that hype and things like that, they're more than likely going to be the team that's going to end up on hard knocks. But how we found that out is a little bit different than what you would usually find it out because they're basically said they're bracing to be on hard knocks because they kind of involuntary are getting told basically they're going to be on it by the NFL and they're going to have to be on it. They don't really want to be on it, but they have to be on it. Now, it might not seem great for those that don't really want to see Aaron Rodgers all the time. And it might seem great for those that get to see those heartfelt stories of people trying to make the team and, you know, the kind of the little engine that could kind of type stories. But, you know, it's just interesting that the NFL is kind of pushing them into being the team to be on there. But it is their product. It is what they're paying for or the HBO is paying for, for for them to be on there. And they feel that's the best story. So I guess, hey, Jets, you just got to take it. You got to be on TV. It is what it is. Keith, you got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, it's the best story this offseason. You know, Aaron Rodgers um, going to the Jets. The Jets were a nice young team last year. Obviously, you know, you're going to take Aaron Rodgers over Zach Wilson. Not that Zach Wilson can't be the guy in the future, but, like, right now you're going to have to play the back seat and let Aaron do his thing. So that's another great storyline right there. You got Sauce Gardner who's, um, you know, he's going to become a, a household name, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying, and that would help elevate his status. You know, I think it gives uh, the fans, not only Jets fans, but football fans, if that's your – your um you know, your thing to, to watch, you know, those off-season stories, insight to some of these guys, um, even if it's not your favorite team, you know, football sells. And, and that's this is another NFL product. So that's why, you know, they would want this story to be played out um, on, a, on a show like Hard Knocks in the off-season. And you can understand why the Jets wouldn't want to do it. You know, they want to get down to business. They feel like they're getting – 
Um, they are getting a franchise quarterback, be it um, Aaron Far, Aaron, Aaron Far, Aaron um, Rodgers uh, <laughs> later in his career. He took the Brett Favre out. Brett Favre's a great thing. You know, they play good football with Brett Favre there too. So, you know, it's, it's just interesting that that uh, that's kind of the route that Aaron Rodgers went. But hey, I don't think it had um, obviously it didn't have anything to do with uh, Brett Favre. It just was the best situation for him at this time. And I think the, the Jets made a good made a good play for Aaron Rodgers. Definitely, definitely. Now, if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Jets and goes to the Minnesota Vikings, then I'm I don't know what to say on that one. But you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting just to see how things go. This will probably be Aaron's um, you know final spot because at the end at you know at the end of the day he's had a great career with the, um, with the Packers. Now you know from a veteran perspective. He understands the situation with the Jets. So you see him there in off-season workouts. You see him being around New York. And, you know, uh, the the NFL player now has way more options and they think a little more business savvy. So I think he can get tied in there um, in New York, fall right into some media or whatever he really wants to do. Uh, um, so, yeah, I think this is a, a great opportunity for him and the Jets in many ways. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to watch. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a front seat to see it all unfold to start with, I should say, outside of the OTAs and things like that. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, seeing things unfold, you know, the Tennessee Titans season is starting to unfold just a little bit in front of us. Now, we see the offense. We see, we hear the things, you know, Traylon Burks and, you know, Ryan Tannehill being the quarterback, Derrick Henry and, and Ryan Tannehill in the last year of the deals. And, you know, could they potentially get DeAndre Hopkins? But let's just talk about the base of this team. That is the defense. The defense held it down last year as much as they possibly could. Offense had issues, I know. But the defense held it down as much as they could last year. Fortunately, it didn't work out for them to get to the playoffs. But, they are someone to be reckoned with, especially with all the pieces that they have. Um, but, you know, I want to get into the, the the Tennessee Titans defense. And, you know, one player I want to talk about to kind of start with, it wasn't there last year. He got injured in training camp, tore his ACL, and was out for the season. That would be outside linebacker Harold Landry. Landry. Now, Harold Landry did get paid last offseason. However, he did not get to perform last offseason. Of course, aforementioned injury. Uh, he's coming back this year. Uh, what do you kind of expect for him coming back? You know, with the first game is going to be basically a year and change after the injury happened. So what do you kind of expect from him coming back this season? Well, I think that he'll come back strong. You know, um, like you said, he got paid last year, so he didn't get the opportunity to get out there, you know, and show that he was worth the contract that he got. So I know that he's definitely eager um, to get out there and um, leave his mark, show that he is worth that money. And the reason why I know that is because anytime you do get paid and you don't get an opportunity um, such as this um, to go out there right then, you have to be biting at the bit to um, do your thing and show that you are that max player for the position on your team. You are that guy. That's why they paid you. You know, he's a first-round draft pick here. Um, and now, yo, look, also, he's a John Robinson um, draft pick. John Robinson paid him. And then, you know, with um, Ryan Carton now as the, as the new GM, 
and, you know, he's going to have to perform. You know, you see how, um, you know, Rand gets after it right away. Uh, he brought in Arden Key, which could definitely help push and motivate, not that he needs any motivation, I'm sure, but just kind of help push and bolster, obviously, um, you know, that that pass rush, but also, you know, kind of be a catalyst for, you know, um, for our entry. You know, Arden Key seems to be a, a high energy type of guy. And, you know, maybe, you know, that's what you definitely need coming off energy. You need, um, you know, some of your teammates to kind of bring you along the way um, because you don't know what type of player you are. You can only assume that you're going to come back and be that guy. But until you get out there and prove it, you know, um, you never know. You always have that uncertainty. Definitely, definitely. It's going to be interesting just to see just the energy he brings. Of course, you brought up uh, another particular gentleman that I was going to get ready to talk about. That would be Arden Key. But, uh, of course, Landry is back with his addition. But, of course, the Titans brought in uh, Arden Key to replace Bud Dupree. And they also brought in uh, Aziz Al-Shair to replace David Long Jr. Now, when you saw those acquisitions happen, I mean, what were your thoughts when they just – took those guys out from last year who were, you know, just for all intents and purposes, they were injured a lot. And you bring yeah. in two guys that, you know, have been out there, used to being out on the field and actually, you know, they're actually active pretty much every game they're, they're able to play. What did you think of that acquisition, those acquisitions? Um, I thought they were good. You know, obviously, you know, Rand was in player development and he's familiar with all the players around the league way, you know, um, very intensely, and he brought in a guy that can put pressure on the quarterback, a high-energy guy, and Arden Key to replace Bud Dupree. One thing Bud Dupree did when he was out there was he was going to get pressure on the quarterback. His engine never stopped. His motor never stopped. He was always going. You know, he might not have had the 10, 12 sacks a year when he was here, but he was definitely effective when he was out there, that's for sure. And the same um, the same with um, – uh, uh, who we lose? Number 50, uh, 50, 55. David Long Jr. Yeah, same with my bad, the brain fart. Same with David Long Jr. Um, he was a baller. You know, he showed um, that he was getting better from, he like, the year before, even to this year. This year he was way more, um, you know, um, way more sound, where I would say two years ago he was just playing off instincts. This year – uh, the Redskins game was a great example of it where he played. He knew what was coming. He knew what to expect. He was in the film room more. So you could tell that, you know, the plays that he was making last year were very intent. Um, but in the big games and some of those games down the stretch where they could use him on the field, like you said earlier, the defense kind of couldn't hold it down towards the end. And that's because these players were hurt. And now they went to get guys that have showed to be um, you know, reliable and available on Sundays and always answers the bell and ready to take that step to becoming, you know, those, uh, you know, marquee players in that market because they come from Arden Key, comes from Jacksonville. He saw, you know, they did their thing last year and, you know, he's in this same division. He feels slighted by the by the Jaguars. So he's bringing that chip over, over to Tennessee with him and, then you get, you know, Al Shears. He 
definitely wants to get out there and play because he was giving spot opportunities last year, but played with one of the best linebackers in the league and uh, Fred Warner. So he now gets an opportunity to be the man in his own defense. And all you can just do is wait to see how they perform. Cause at the end of the day, man, it's all about, I'm all about show me, you know, you tell me you're going to do this, that, and the other, but show me on Sundays. And I'm sure all the fans are the same way. Now, uh, just uh, I want to ask you just uh, personally, are you a believer in these guys uh, potentially being better than the guys they replaced? Oh, man, you know what? I, it doesn't matter if I'm a believer or not. You know, um, I, you just I feel like they could do the same job. You know, I don't feel like they're a step down or, or you know, or a step up because I honestly have not seen these guys play. I've seen Bud Dupree play a very long and productive career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've seen David Long Jr. go from a special teams guy to a, um, you know, a spot playing guy to, um, you know, a starter that was out here making plays. And like we were saying, he just couldn't stay on the field as much as Mike Vrabel would have liked him to. So if those guys come in and can do what they were doing, they're good pickups. But obviously you would like to see them do more, but I'm not familiar enough with their game for me to be able to say that we're going to get 10, 11, 12 sacks out of Arden Key and we're going to get 100 tackles and, you know, a few few interceptions and a touchdown or something like some big splash plays from either of them on any given Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they definitely replace a couple guys that, that people either loved, I would say they loved in terms of David Long Jr. And people were kind of a little kind of touch and go a little bit with Bud Dupree because they weren't, you know, sure about the injuries and things like that. But we're going to get into a couple of guys that are actually mainstays and leaders of this defense. We're going to get into them. Uh, that would be Mr. Uh, Kevin Byard and Mr. Jeffrey Simmons. We're going to get into those two right after we come back from a commercial break on Touring AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. A shift. A shift is something that happens and changes the dynamics. And that's what happened when Garrett Logistics was born. After 10 years as a sales pro in the logistics world of sporting goods, John Garrett decided to pivot to the world of freight and start a brokerage. So you're saying to yourself, why trust Garrett Logistics? Well, Garrett Logistics helps shippers improve overall workflow, along with increased on-time pickup and delivery percentages. Last-minute loads, multi-drop pickups, and more are part of the services with Garrett Logistics. They're available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m., all times Central Standard Time. So give them a ring at 615-400-8484. That's 615-400-8484. Or you can email them at john at garrettlogistics.co or visit their website at garrettlogistics.co. Garrett Logistics, where the motto is, it's not just freight to us, it's your business. All right, and we are back. And like I mentioned before the break, we got to talk about the guys that have been here and mainly two of those guys that have been here. That would be Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byer. Now, we would we, we wouldn't be the touring the AFC South show if we didn't talk about Jeffrey Simmons getting paid this all season. How happy. Were you were you to see him get paid this offseason, Keith? Yeah, I'm definitely happy Big Jeff got what he was looking for. You know, um, you saw how happy he was. So that means the contract negotiation went smooth. Um, it got signed. It got done before the summer. 
you know, um, the, the Titans showed how important he was to the franchise at a young age. And you see his commitment each year to get better, to be one of the best at his position, one of the best at and in the game. And, um, you know, as a player, you know, it's very gratifying when you get rewarded. So now you, you want to do something for the organization. You know, you always want to have, you know, that first stage of your career. You want to make your Pro Bowl, your All-Pro, do all those things, get paid, dominate your competition week in and week out. Um, but then that, the ultimate goal is to, to win a Super Bowl. So, you know, um, having accomplished all those things early, um, you know, that becomes – your main focus and that draws the leader out in you as you take that step from coming, you know, 2021, 20, 22, 23 in the league to like the leader at 25, 26, 27 later in your career, um, where, you know, all the money, the accolades and all those things don't matter. Um, where it always was about winning a championship, it becomes even more of a, you know, priority later in your career, because at the end of the day, you know, um, every, I felt like every year you don't win, it's a wasted season. I hear you there. Now, as a leader, you mentioned uh, him being a leader. Now, um, of course, he's kind of grown into that role. He didn't come in to be a leader, right. of course, obviously at first. Um, but what are you kind of expecting from him more now, being that he's got the bag, he was a leader last year, and he's kind of even more of a leader now uh, as the years go by. What are you kind of expecting him to do more as a leader with this team, you know, this year? I just think that he'll be, you know, more dominant as a player. You know, every year, like I say, he's gotten better. So as a player, he's going to be more dominant. I think Jeff does a great job of leading by example on the field. Obviously, he's a great interview, so the media is going to go speak to him. He's like we say, when you become and emerge one of those leaders, um, especially when you care, you know, as much as Jeff does, you can say, you know, he wears it on the sleeve in his interviews. So, you know, he's always going to have a voice in that respect. But for the most part, you know, I think he's all about his business, getting it done on the field, especially after, you know, getting the bag. You know, I, I, he's a genuine dude, and I know he wants to show that he did very he's deserving of the money that he got. I hear you there. Now, another gentleman that actually is a leader of this team is a basically he's he's the vet of this defense. That would be Kevin Byard, uh, the safety from Middle Tennessee State University. I would say no one expected him to be as good as he was when he came out. Maybe he did, but a lot of Titans fans didn't probably know who he was unless he watched MTSU games and you know Conference USA or whatever conference they were in at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's definitely been a guy that's been a mainstay for them and continue to evolve and grow as well. Um, how have you enjoyed kind of watching his transition to being, you know, the young player to one of the stars of the team to being the veteran and the leader of this team? You know, it's uh, been really fun watching it, it, uh, Kevin Byers' career just because he's another player that's um, constantly ascended throughout his career. He's gotten better. He was always, always been in the lineup. He doesn't miss games. He's one of the reasons that, you know, the Titans made those playoff runs. You know, he's always makes plays when you need to make plays. You know, um, as uh, Dick Vitale would say, he's a primetime player. You know what I mean? Not everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, you know, he's hands down. He's undeniable uh, primetime player. And when, you know, the Titans need a play or it's a big game or like you said, when the, when it when it needs to happen, 
you know, he makes it happen. And, you know, it also is a tribute to him as a student of the game, how much he puts into the film work, how much he puts into his game and his craft off the field. You know, a lot of people know, okay, you have to go to practice. You have to be at the facility from, you know, 7.30 to 3.30 or 4, whatever it is. But then, you know, the really great ones, they go home and put another two to three hours in watching film on their own, you know, um, their own zone and, and figuring out their opponent, how their opponent is going to attack them or how they can make plays and be a factor within that game. And, you know, Kevin Byard has shown that year in and year out, uh, how he schemes up plays within his defense in order to make, uh, you know, game-changing plays for the Titans. Definitely, definitely. Now, <clears throat> His leadership can be either loud or quiet. Uh, that's one thing I've noticed. You know, last year I know he was the he's the vet and he's still a vet on this team and probably the oldest player in the defensive secondary. Uh, but he 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 made a point last year. I remember him talking about being more loud, being more there for the younger players to kind of put them where they need to be and talking more. Um, what kind of leadership do you think he kind of needs to have for this Titans team? this year in terms of being loud or being just a quiet guy and kind of showing them how to do it. Uh, do you think he needs to be a mixture of both or just um, more of the rah-rah or loud guy? I mean, yo, you know, now it's tough because, you know, he's, you know, he said that everything was cool, but they asked him to take a pay cut. I'm sure he feels some kind of way about that. And in the beginning of the preseason, um, you know, he was kind of a topic of discussion. Was he here? Was he not going to be here? I think that was all fluff. You know what I'm saying? I always felt that he was going to be here. It wouldn't make sense to move him because he didn't want to take a pay cut. It's business. All you could do is ask. And he could say, nah, and, and that's what happened. You know what I mean? I don't think there was any hard feelings there. But, you know, I think that, uh, you know, Kevin Byard is the type of player that's going to, come out and be the consummate pro, man. He's uh, he's going to help the young guys where they need it. He's going to be vocal where they need it. He's going to do what the team needs him to do. I, I don't see him coming out and, you know, being the dark knight or playing the villain um, and just kind of, you know, making sure that he takes care of his thing because he probably feels that this is his last year here. So, um, you know, I'm going to just do me. And I, I, don't think he's on, I don't think he's on it like that. Gotcha. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. We're going to get a little bit more into Kevin Byard. Uh, I got one other, a couple other questions on him, but we're going to take another commercial break, and uh, then we'll kind of end out the show with the game. Uh, but you know, of course, got to take a commercial break. Got to pay the sponsors on touring the ASC South with your host Mike Pat. You ever missed your mom's home cooked meals? Well, you're not always able to get to those, but you are able to get to H and T's home. Cooking established in 2005, Patty Palin and her staff go out six days a week to create some of the best homestyle meals you can taste and at a fair price. So, if you're in Nashville and you'd like chicken dresses, green beans, macaroni and cheese, and other things, stop by HT's Home Cooking. Their address is 2264 Murfreesboro Pike, Nashville, Tennessee 37217. And they are open Monday through Thursday. And Sunday, 11 to 6, 30. And Friday, 11 to 7. And if you want to order online, of course, the option is available as well at hthomecooking.com. Or you can call 615-367-0049. H&T's Home Cooking. Food for yourself. 
All right, and we are back. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to go to H&T's and get some of that food. I'm already getting hungry right now. But <laughs> you said it's on Murfreesboro Pike. I was trying to catch the address. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I got that information for you, buddy. I go there every Sunday after church. So, you know, check it out. got to. to get all right. All right. Now, uh, I did have a question, another question, a follow-up question about Kevin By Now, for those that aren't aware what, what Keith is talking about, uh, the Titans, uh, you know, talked to, to uh, Kevin Byer about, you know, taking a pay cut. Uh, you know, much has been made about that around, uh, you know, the NFL circles. Was he going to come into camp or was he, wasn't he going to come into camp? And like you said, Keith, he came into camp. I didn't think it was going to be much of an issue either. Um, because it just doesn't seem, it seems out of his character to kind of not come to camp because of this situation. You know, it was like, they asked him a quite, they asked him a business, you know, they proposed him. He said, no, that's it. You can feel how you want to feel about it. Like, but it's business. That's right. That's right. Now, um, you know, of course this season could potentially be for all intents and purposes, his last season here, potentially. Now, what do you think, uh, you know, the feeling for him is kind of, uh, you like, you kind of, you kind of went into it a little bit. What do you kind of feel like the feeling is going into the last season or potential last season for him here? Um, I can't speak for him. I can speak for myself because I played out my whole deal here and I really wanted to uh, finish up my career as a Titan. And, you know, we had a new general manager and Mike Reinfeld. Um, and I didn't get offered that off season, um, that March or whatever. Or, so I kind of knew that I was just going to play it out. The writing was on the wall for me. Um, and yeah, I kind of, I didn't come to any of those OTAs. I came to the one mandatory week that we had to come to. Um, same thing. That's why um, Kevin Byer's situation was so familiar to me. Um, and I kind of just played that. I played that year with a chip on my shoulder. Like I, I wasn't um, like uh, elected a captain that year. So, um, we, you know, and we were on our way out. Like that didn't make me feel any kind of way because I always felt like I was a leader even before I became a captain. Like I became a captain for the Titans out of necessity. You know what I'm saying? Eddie was gone, Steve's gone, like everybody that you know. So it's like, who else is there? You know, um, you know, I didn't never needed to see on my chest to be a leader and do my thing. Like I've always been like that. Because I played with a lot of great uh football players in, in college and you know the pros that are definitely well well more deserving to wear the C than me. But you know, eventually you get your chance. You play long enough and well enough. So um yeah, I, I definitely um I, I definitely played that season with a with a chip on my shoulder just overall because obviously I knew I was gonna be up for a new deal. So um unfortunately I got hurt week fifteen and it didn't pan out. So um that's why I say like um Bayard, he's more he's definitely um you know, I, they're not forcing him out. You know what I mean? He's definitely, he's always been a team guy. He's always, you know, done what's needed to be done for the Titans through the good and the bad. You know what I mean? And then now, you know, they're they're on an upswing. He was responsible for being a part of the, a piece of the puzzle that was responsible for, you know, the Titans turnaround because when they got here, they, they weren't hitting on much of nothing. So I'm sure last year or not, he wants to get uh, his this franchise, you know, back to where it was a few years ago. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely is going to be interesting to watch. And it's, what's also going to be interesting to watch with him is kind of how he handles thing, me, things media-wise. Now, he's always been a guy that's, you know, very upfront in interviews, going to be pleasant in interviews, things like that. I don't see that part going away. I just wonder how available he might be at times, being that, you know, it, all that's went on this offseason. Yeah, I mean, you got to wait. You just got to see how the season goes, you know. If All right. I think we might have lost Keith there. Keith, are you there? Keith, are you there? Okay. I think we might have lost Keith there, folks. Uh, I do apologize, everyone. A little bit of technical difficulties going on, but we will get it worked out. We will get it worked out. Yeah, a little bit of technical difficulties. But what Keith was talking about was basically, you know, the uh, issue, the, um, you know, going into this camp and, uh, you know, different things with uh, Keith Byard. Kevin Keith Byard, Kevin Byard, and trying to figure out what all was going to go on, how everything was going to work out, if he was going to, um, you know, play or, you know, and just how he's going to handle media, which is going to be very, very interesting uh, to see how that happens and how he handles media as well. I mean, it could be he handles it very, very well, talks to the media, and then, you know, exits the building or he could not talk to the media as well so you know it's going to be interesting just to see how that happens um you know uh if you've watched the whole show we kind of talked about uh the if you watched or listened i should say the whole show i uh, kind of give you a recap of the show we talked about uh the players with the uh you know harold landry coming back this season we talked about you know Basically, Bud Dupree being replaced uh, by Arden Key and uh, Aziz Al Shair replacing uh, the inside linebacker in David Long Jr. Talked about the leadership of the defense and just talked about a little bit about Kevin Byard and how things could potentially go there as well. And uh, Keith, I believe you were saying uh, you were, I believe you were talking about uh, in terms of handling the media and how that potentially could go with Kevin Byard uh, this year. Yeah, um, I was saying that, um, you know, if things are going well and the Titans are winning, you know, it's going to be business as usual, you know, for the interviews and things of that nature, because the questions that, you know, he's going to get and the teams are going to get are going to be more in a positive nature. Um, I think if once things start, if things come off the rails and, you know, the Titans aren't looking like a playoff caliber team, you know, and, Late de- late January, I'm sorry, late November, early December. Then I think the questions get a little more tough, and then we might start to hear a little different, um, different voice, maybe a little different undertones. But I expect, uh, you know, Kevin Byer to to keep it uh, keep it a buck with the media and just be business as usual. You saw, I heard his last, his first interview when he got back. You know what I mean? Um, he's letting his handle his agents handle all of his. Uh, business talk uh he's not getting into the back and forth he already you know he and Vrabel had communicated that he was going to be there during camp so uh you know 
that's that. He didn't even get into how we felt about us being a pay cut, taking a pay cut. So, you know. Right. Pretty right. vanilla. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? It's a pretty vanilla. <laughs> yeah, very much. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not going to give you too much uh, off the cuff when it comes to that, for sure. Um, now, we have reached uh, definitely the end of the show. But, of course, you know, we do have a game. I have a game for you. I have five questions. I got two answers for you to pick from, and you got one choice you have to make. It could be football. It could be entertainment. It could be anything else. Are you ready? Let's get it. All right. First one, Pittsburgh or Virginia Tech. You got to cheer for one of these teams. Which one are you cheering for? Football. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh. All right. Okay. All right. Now, uh, Transition sports and entertainment or just love? Which business do you love more? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> just love, just because um, I get to give back to the community um, and, you know, help people directly, you know, whether it's with a cup of coffee or even some of the out outreach programs, the outreach things that we do as a company franchise with Just Love. So, All right, all right. All right, the next one, uh, I'm going to ask you about two artists that are very uh, synonymous with New York and one of their out al- and, and two albums, of course. Obviously, I got Biggie's Ready to Die or Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt. Which one are you taking if you got to pick one album? Oh man, that's easy for me. I gotta take um, Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt, and um, that's because that came out the summer of my true freshman year, and I had this like 10 or 15 page paper to get done for summer school in order to pass the course. And everybody was going out to the, um, you know, to the club cause everybody did their work and it was the last night. And um, the dude lived down the hall from me, let me use his computer. And he had that uh, reasonable doubt CD and I kind of listened to it on repeat and I finished my project and kept me in school. Like, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> So I definitely, man, I'm not about to do this paper, man. Like, you don't know, you know, I was like, about to chalk it up. <laughs> I totally understand that, man. I totally understand. Now, Arnie Key or Harold Landry, who has more sacks this year? Um, ah, that's a great question. That is great. How many, Harold Landry, he was like a double-digit guy before he got hurt, right? Right. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going with Harold Landry. I think um, they're going to push each other. I think it, it's a great uh, combination because Arden Key is a very, seems to be a very high-energy guy, and Harold Landry just kind of seems as if he goes about business. But, you know, he brings it, but uh, it's going to be interesting. I, I'll go with Harold Landry, though. Okay. All right, and last one. Being an analyst, uh, for those that don't know, uh, Keith does some, uh, some analyst work as well. Yeah. Or – Playing the game, which one is more challenging? Um, I would say playing the game because, to, like, me as an analyst, I know the game, so I really just got to learn, like, the, the professional um, nuances of being an analyst, you know, um, you know, people, you see players as pros, but think about how many reps they had to put in starting at Pop Warner to high school to college to 
being on the, you know, how many different times some people had to ride the bench to even become, you know, who they were. So, um, yeah, definitely um, an analyst. But I definitely like being an analyst more now. I need to get some more opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's listening. I know you hear that. I know ESPN or somebody's listening. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that is it for the questions. Five questions, two answers, and one choice. You're off the hot seat. That is the end of the show. I want to thank you, Keith, for coming on. Uh, anything you want to tell anybody where they can find you on social media, your businesses, anything, the floor is yours. I don't know, man. My social media is Kbull, B-U-L-L, 5-3. I interact. I think I'm funny. <laughs> Instagram, Kbull, <laughs> 53. Um, and I might got some something coming uh, during the season, but uh, I'm just going to keep that on hold yet, you know negotiations can, can go all the way up until the first week of the season. So hopefully you'll see me doing something. Yes, sir. I'll definitely keep an eye out. Uh, for those keeping an eye on me, I am Mike Patton. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Patton 82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N 82 on Twitter. And you can find me on IG. That's the, that's T-H-A, not T-H-E, underscore general, underscore N-P, and touring the ASC South. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon. Uh, you can find it on iHeartRadio as well. And, of course, you can find it on YouTube if you want to see the visual version. See? You can see me right here. I want to thank you, everyone, for tuning in to another episode of Touring the AFC South. We're out. Peace. <laughs>